good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, day 53, I believe it is, in the coronavirus hoax. This program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health, and when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials, and when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. The DIY stands for do-it-yourself, which is what you ought to be doing. Now, <clears throat> there's all kinds of information on the site, and I encourage you to check it out. All the products that we talk about are there. The Longevity Nutritional Supplements, the CTFO CBD Oils, the Pulsed Electromagnetic Therapy Unit that you can find under the Trinity of Health tab, and the... Uh, uh, Actually, it's under the circulation section in the Trinity of Health tab. And, um, of course, the Cerule Stem Enhance Ultra, which uh, they have a great deal going on right now. You can get If you want to be a distributor, you can get a free distributorship. No charge. They give you a free, uh, it's normally $25, bucks. you get $25 free. So, uh, basically, free distributorships, and they've extended it. So, uh, take advantage of that. And... Uh, of course, the uh, LifeWave X39 patch, which stimulates your uh, uh, stem cells through phototherapy. And then lastly, the coffee that I drink, Gano Excel. Got a cup of it right next to me here. It's great, hot, cold, warm, frozen, doesn't make any difference. Uh, tastes good in under, under all temperature ranges. And uh, it uh, detoxifies your body, clears up your skin. It's actually healthy coffee. Fantastic stuff. I encourage you to give it a try. And everything's got money-back guarantees, so if you don't like it, you can always get a refund. But I encourage you to check these things out. Uh, they're all there to help restore your health naturally, which is the best way to do things. You don't want to get hooked on Big Pharma. Uh, that's a no-no. You know, it's a merry-go-round that you never be able to get off of. <laughs> so anyway, I encourage you to check things out. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see the uh, Facebook button. And basically, I've been posting things up there the last couple of days, lots and lots of stuff. And uh, if you have any questions, you can click the Contact Me button, send me an email or call. I'd be happy to help get you on the right track and help you with whatever needs you have. And then uh, on the Radio Shows tab at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our, our, our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And uh, it is loaded, got close to 300 different shows there you can share them via email and social media uh just a good resource take advantage of it no charge all all free uh just want people to get the information and share it as widely as possible um and also at the bottom of the home page or bottom of the radio shows page you will see our um chat room and i just posted a link in the chat room yesterday uh kathy sent me a um, really, really good YouTube video by someone going by the name of The Amazing Polly. And I'll tell you what, she is amazing. This video, the, this is one of her most recent, uh, is about 45 minutes long. And I'll tell you, that 45 minutes went by faster than I could imagine. It was just wonderful information, very riveting, uh, very eye-opening, uh, all dealing with the coronavirus hoax. And... Uh, after you watch this, you'll know why they want to lock people down even more. Because the people are getting out and finding out the truth of what's going on. That the hospitals aren't busting at the seams. There's, they're basically ghost towns in many cases. And uh, a lot of the information that you're hearing, you know, the lies that you're hearing on the media, just aren't true. And there's citizen journalists that are basically risking their own situations to go out and find this information and get it to people. 
And that's why they want to lock down the population even more so that people can't get out and figure out what's going on and tell the truth about it. Because, of course, uh, more and more people are out there, uh, you know, because they're stuck at home for the most part. There's a lot more people on the Internet checking things out and finding videos like this rather than watching the lamestream news media and programming on the TVs. Um, and I'm hoping that a lot more people will do that and have their eyes open and realize that we're being fed a line of bull. This virus is, while it is real, you know, I have no doubt that it's not real. Um, the big thing is, is it's nothing to worry about. Had the media not blown this out of proportion, it would have been no bigger than anything else we've had in the last several years. Uh, SARS turned out to be nothing. You know, people died. People always die. And, you know, that's just a fact of life. But the death rates were nowhere near what they are making it out to be. They're acting like this is going to be worse than the um, 1918 Spanish flu. Because, I mean, even as bad as it was, you know, between 1,500 million people died worldwide during that deal. Uh, they never shut down the world economy. They never shut down the United States economy. People just kept going on with their lives. They didn't have people walking around with masks on their face and all this other stupid stuff. People went on with their daily lives, and they dealt with it. And that's what we should be doing now. But we're not, because they want to control us. And that's what's going on. And that's the next thing coming. You watch. We'll be like, a, we'll, we're locking everybody down with a stay-at-home, do-not-go-out order for at least two weeks. And it's all BS. It's all unconstitutional. They have no authority in law to do any of the stuff they're doing. Keep that in mind. And people need to just stand up and say no to all this crap. But anyway, just wanted to let you know that that's kind of what we're going to look at today. Uh, the number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. And if you're on Skype, you can send a contact request to Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E, the numbers 45, and the letters A-C-P as in Paul. And uh, send the contact request, mention that you're a listener, and we'll get you approved, and then you'll be able to call in anytime in excellent audio quality via Skype. And you can do it either on your computer, or you can download the Skype app to your phone, and then you can do it no matter where you're at. As long as you got connectivity, you're good to go. So, you know, it's just uh, crazy what's going on, but that uh, video by The Amazing Polly is very, very good. It's one of the best ones I've seen in a while, and she breaks things down tracks down all the people that are posting on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot and actually showing that these so-called trusted voices are actually people who stand to gain through all of this. Many of the so-called doctors that are on these things saying things that are you know not right uh, basically have um, personal businesses like the telehealth things and that kind of stuff that they're trying to get off the ground and they stand to make a lot of money if people use those services. Those kind of things. And the last thing they want is anybody out there telling you that this isn't as bad as you think it is, or you can use things like colloidal silver and ozone and uh, hydrogen peroxide and vitamin C. And the list goes on and on and on. Nutritional supplements in general you can use to basically protect yourself, boost your immune system, and pretty much guarantee that you're, if you get it, you're not going to have any problem. But more than likely, doing these things, you won't even contract the virus. And that's the thing. It is, you know, the death rate on this is no worse than the death rate of the seasonal flu. And I've been saying this for weeks and weeks, and the numbers are bearing it out. Dr. Glidden is looking at it the same way. He says he smells a rat, you know, as we heard yesterday. Um, it's just absolutely insane what they're doing. And, you know, I, I honestly believe Trump is caught up in this thing. He's kind of got to ride the wave so to speak but he wants to get the economy open back up and back on track because he knows that if we go much longer there are there's going to be irreparable harm to our economy to businesses that will close and never open up and that's another thing you know you've got businesses out there that were established that were doing well and now uh, are basically dead in the water if they were uh, sole proprietorships and things like that that's one thing but if they're um, uh, in 
incorporated, that's a different thing. If they're incorporated, what we have to look at is um, the situation where, um, you know, people are buying up these businesses for pennies on the dollar. And Robert just calling, calling reminded me that I need to get Michael Gaddy on. <laughs> I forgot it yes, was Thursday. Do. <laughs> do you need me to call to hang up and call back? Um, hold on. I'm going to try adding him and see if we can uh, keep it going. Um, okay. And we'll go from there because I did want to get Mike's uh, take on some of the things that are going on. Okay. So hopefully I hadn't sent him a reminder. Hopefully he's around. And if not, we'll just adjust accordingly. Ah, Mike, how you doing there, buddy? Doing well, stir yourself. Oh, I'm doing well, so well I almost forgot to get you on. Robert called in and it, it refreshed my memory. I forgot it was Thursday. <laughs> but uh, so thank you for it being there. Even, I forgot to send a reminder. But, um, you know, I did want to kind of pick your brain about these uh, stay at home orders and the lockdowns and everything. Uh, see what your take was and, uh, you know, just. Yeah, you know, get your uh, your opinion, the situation of what's going on, what you think about it, and where you think we're going to go from here. I've got my own ideas, but I'd like to hear what you have to think about this. Well, to me, it's an obvious uh, mind control maneuver. Uh, you get people used to taking orders. That's why you have basic training in the military. Uh, you do the same thing psychologically with the people. I am firmly convinced that, yes, there is a virus out there, but I believe that virus was created in a bioweapons laboratory for exactly the purpose of which it's being employed. And I do believe that uh, all the research I've done, if you are healthy and have taken care of yourself uh, and make sure that you have the right uh, ingredients or what have you, minerals, of vitamins into your body, I think you're going to be able to resist this. Uh, you know, I thought something was wrong two weeks ago when I saw a report said that a uh, person, a 21-year-old soccer coach, had died from coronavirus. And uh, I, so I started doing some deep dive research, and I found out that he was a late-stage uh, leukemia patient. Well, my goodness. Uh, yeah, you didn't die of coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> no, I believe, I believe there, these things are being doctored, Jim, and, oh, yeah. uh, but it's having the desired effect. Uh, people are falling right into order, just like uh, the recruits in basic training. You're told, don't do this, do this, do that. And believe me, uh, that uh, paradigm will continue with this government. Yep, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, last week we had the governor of Virginia issue an order locking or closing all churches. And, of course, you can still go and the, the, the abortion clinics are still open, but you can't go to church. Uh, that just shows this, you know, wicked state of mind in this day and age. I'm waiting for this idiot governor we have here in Ohio, DeWine, to do something like that. Um, I don't think he's quite that stupid. Um but, you know, he was dumb enough. He, he closed the abortion clinics, and then a bunch of people whined and cried, so they opened them back up. And I said, you've got to me. What's that? It's unconstitutional to close an abortion clinic. Didn't you know that, uh, James? Uh, not from what I know. <laughs> it's unconstitutional to leave That's them open, more like. And it worked. Oh, man. A judge agreed with them. Yeah, oh, that idiot judges, too, you know. That's the problem. Well, we got to, you know, when this is over, we need to clean house. Get rid of the politicians, the judges, the whole cool, shooting match. I'm sorry. I thought it was cool, Robert. I thought it was cool that you started laughing when Jim started equating politicians with intelligence. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very exactly. seldom you'll find uh, those two things coincide. <laughs> There's a few Almost of them, never. but not many. And uh, you might find one with a D after their name, but it's uh, highly unlikely. Um, I'll tell you what, it's getting crazier and crazier. I was watching, uh, before I went to bed last night, I was watching a replay of Tucker Carlson on Fox. And they were showing where the, uh, um, the police chief in, I think it was Seattle, was saying, you know, they've, they've basically released criminals back on the street and all kinds of stuff. They've closed gun stores. And they're saying, if you hear anybody say anything that is racist, 
you know, about this Chinese virus or something like that, you need to call 911 immediately. And we will address that because we're not going to stand for racism. And they, on top of that, they had a, uh, had to be a Democrat. I didn't see his name or his, you know, affiliation, but they had this bozo, uh, congressman on and Tucker tried to ask him, I said, now, if, uh, is it right that if I hear some my neighbor saying something that I consider to be racist, I should call 911? And this idiot never once addressed his question. They were on for like five minutes, and all he did was talk, well, we need to do this, and we got to do this with the virus, and we need to do this, and we need more face masks. But he never would address Tucker's question of, should I call 911 if I hear somebody say something racist? I said, I'm thinking, man, you got the, you got patience. I said, listen, pal, is English your primary language? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why don't you ask answer my freaking question? <laughs> you know, they, they always just go off on their little tangent rants and uh it's it was it's just amazing the the and it's all it's all smokescreen and uh that's the whole thing they're putting people out there you know now i expect the next thing to be a total lockdown everybody stays home for at least two weeks nobody goes out for anything we'll give you a couple of days to go to the grocery store get your stuff and after that you get caught you're going to go to jail I know that there's no doubt they'll do that. And the main reason is because there are people out there now, there's citizen journalists going all over the country checking hospitals and finding their ghost towns. There's no nobody in the waiting rooms. There's nobody, uh, the ambulances are parked out front just sitting there not doing anything. And this is happening all over the place, but especially in the big ground zero, New York. You know, there. I saw one yesterday where a guy went to a whole bunch of different hospitals, and every single one, there's nobody in the waiting rooms. There is no activity around them at all. Uh, these 53-foot refrigerated trailers they have set up outside for, you know, to handle the overflow of bodies, there's no activity around them. There's And, the, you know, the guys are sitting in the ambulances playing with their phones because they have nothing to do. And the more people that are getting out finding this out and putting it on the internet the more people that are home with nothing else to do but surf the net are going to find this and say hey what's going on so now we have to lock everybody down so no one can get out and get information on what's really happening and uh, at least that's my take on it <laughs> and uh, i posted a, a video in the chat room and it's also on the facebook page by amazing polly and anybody, I, I encourage you to watch it. It's about 45 minutes long, and she breaks all this stuff down and does a great job. But anyway, um, what do you think about all that, Michael, the, the lockdowns that are probably coming? And do you think we're ever going to get back to normal, like they say? I don't. <laughs> well, I don't. Uh, I'm not ever sure what normal is. Uh, but uh, the point of it is, is uh, again, I go back to my premise uh, we are being rapidly indoctrinated and trained, and we're going through a crash basic training to obey all orders and question nothing. Yeah. And again, I make the analogy to military basic training. Mm -hmm. uh, you have lost your identity as a person. You are a subject of the state, and you will do as you're told, and you will not question authority. And uh, uh, millions upon millions of people are falling right into this uh, in, into this prerogative, I was talking with my grandson on uh, on FaceTime the other day, and he was telling me that uh, uh, you know you can't uh, go fishing because if you catch a fish, the fish could give you coronavirus. And I said, "Where did you get this?" Oh, it's from drinking and all the Corona said, beer oh, while you're waiting to catch the fish. <laughs> yeah, that's. You know, he, he really and I, you know, it took me some time. He's eight years old, but it took me some time to talk with him uh -huh. to get him to understand. Uh, but see, you instill this panic, Jim and Robert. We've got people who, who have already started committing suicide over this. That, that I, I wouldn't doubt me. it. And, uh, that's just, that's just, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what to say about that. Just, yeah. Well, and especially wow. if they were a citizen journalist, if they were the ones out there taking pictures and getting an upload to the Internet, you can bet it was probably in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. But there are people that are that freaked out. Yeah, The yeah. media is really, you know, they are totally out of control. And uh, yeah. Well, gentlemen, we started in 1912 with a public fool system. Mm -hmm. that taught children to feel. Right. 
and not to not to give logical thought to anything. And then, you know, it has been reinforced. The last reinforcement of that was the uh, self-esteem program where no one can tell you you're wrong, because if they tell you you're wrong, they're invading your space. And we have developed a nation of people incapable of cognitive discourse. Yeah. And so everything is based on the emotions. Uh, is racism? Oh, oh, it's racism. So it's an emotion. It's not a logical thing. It is. It's like the program I gave to the uh, judicial candidates when I said, "How can we live in a country where we just pledged allegiance to a flag?" that flew over slavery for 89 years, but a, sla- a flag that flew over slavery for four years is racist. Someone please explain to me the dichotomy of that, or the, the basics of that dichotomy. It's because uh, people don't know. Question. And it is an emotional thing. It's not logical. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the thing. This whole, this whole process with this virus has been more incrementalism. They roll the thing out and slowly they, they start building it up and they start talking about the death tolls and how it's going and going and going. And then, you know, China supposedly has theirs under control. And what happens a few days later? Oh, we've got the second wave now and they don't have it under control. And it's just one day after the other, there's more and more stuff that's building up and it's it's brainwashing people. And what really scares me now is not the government as much as the useless idiots the brain dead morons that are out there doing the government's bidding now. You got the guys that, you know, the armed vigilantes that cut down a tree across somebody's driveway to force them to stay in quarantine. You know, you got people that in California, their neighbor coughs and they call 911. You got these idiots in, yeah. in Washington. Yeah. If you hear somebody say anything racist, call 911. If somebody robs you, yeah. don't call 911. But if they say something racist, you got to call, you know. All this and these people are they're literally being programmed. And the problem is, is they're succumbing to it. Uh, The people out there now are just they're brain dead and spoon fed. That's what I've been saying. I coined that term about 30 years ago and it gets worse every single day. Um, It's just amazing where we're where we're getting with this. And, uh, you know, what I called normal was basically where we were, you know, three months ago. Uh, that wasn't really normal, but it was the best we had at the time since they've been, you know, locking us down a little bit at a time with 9-11 and uh, 2008, you know, the financial crash and all the stuff that they do every so often to just, you know, tighten the noose a little bit more. And uh, what we're seeing coming, potentially coming from this one with these lockdowns, it's going to it's going to get ugly. And, again, because they don't want people to really get out and find out what's going on. So, okay, now it's time to lock everybody down. And Fauci's sitting there saying, you know, we're going to have lockdowns until there are no more reported cases. Yeah, like that's ever going to happen, you know. And no, he's pushing for this stuff. He's a deep state shill that's, you know, pushing, you know, pulling Trump in the wrong direction. I honestly believe Trump really wants to get things back on track. And they're doing everything they can to either stop him or at least be able to blame everything that happens after that on him when he opens things up against the you know the recommendations of these expert physicians who are actually jackasses and don't know what they're talking about uh, or they're just flat out lying but yeah i think you're right though this is this is basically basic training and people are being stripped of any common sense whatsoever and being you know the Marine Corps is the best at it. I mean, they tear you down and build you into a unit. And that's, this is <laughs> very similar, just for really bad uh, reasoning. Uh, Carl in the chat room said that Vermont is cut, is curtailing book sales and the prohibition of seed purchases has begun. And <laughs> they're coming after our freedoms and it's happening now. Uh, let's see what Unplugged is in here. What's he saying? Um, many are just fed up with the bread and circus. Thank goodness. Let's, um, he was born in 61, Kennedy was assassinated in 63, MLK and Bobby Kennedy in 68, riots in L.A. in 68, Vietnam, Nixon took us off the gold standard, a few stock market crashes, he's just constantly going and going, jobs sent overseas, you know, it's just getting worse and worse and worse, and of course, you know, (laughs) 
they you know, everybody's talking about April Fool's Day yesterday, and I said no, that was uh, that was uh, postponed to July fifteenth. <laughs> if you get my drift, but it's one thing income after tax. another. Did you say something, Robert? Yeah, income tax. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, <laughs> it went from April fifteenth to July fifteenth. You're not off the hook, but we'll give you three months or so or whatever it is. That's nuts, you know, and it's it's really. It's it's going to be interesting. I will say that, you know, I I firmly believe that we need to stand up and just defy this stuff as much as humanly possible. The problem is, you know, we're now before you had to worry. Well, if you if you didn't see a police car, you were okay. But now, if anybody sees you out, these people are freaking out. They're crazy, and there's no time. I don't go anywhere. Yep. I I never did before, but I definitely won't leave the house without my gun. <laughs> you never yep. know who you're going to run into. But um, there's some, there's some crazy crazy people out there that you know think they have a, a clue and a right to do something when they don't, and it you know you're going to start seeing gunfights between the idiots and the knowledgeable. Um, you might. I would might. not be at all surprised. You know, it's it's going because these people they'll you're not allowed out. You must go home. You know, I'm a citizen. Yeah. Whatever. You know, and. Um, that's the thing that really scares me is because these people are so brain, you know, it's, it's, it's taking the, um, the vaxxers versus anti-vaxxers thing to a whole new level. You know, you got the idiots that are brainwashed by the community pushing vaccines. They think they're in the right and they're going after people that won't vaccinate. And here we got people that, you know, just as well are as educated, um, about this and are trying to do what's right, and these other idiots are trying to force them into their square hole. Um, so is, you thinking that's going to happen, Mike? Oh, I, I, uh, I could not agree more, Jim. I see it coming. Uh, uh, the No one profits from the people being in discord more than government. And the purpose of government, at least as they see it, is to constantly keep the people at each other's throats using whatever means they can, because if you're busy fighting with each other, you don't see the big monster that's robbing you blind. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And, uh, what does that work? Well, I'll tell you what, in the last couple of weeks, I think it was HR or was it 5117 or something. There's a big Democrat gun control bill that would literally just gut the second amendment. Uh, and they introduced that in the heart of all this stuff. They're doing, and, you know, Pelosi trying to load the so-called stimulus bill with all these, you know, uh, pork projects that they could never get through any other time. So let's stick it in a bill What's that they bill have to pass. What's that? What's that bill number? I think it was 5117, but I can't swear to it. Um, okay. If you just do a, an online search for latest Democrat gun control bill, it should pop up. <laughs> but okay. it's a travesty. Okay. Uh, some of the things that okay. it does, I put a, I posted on my Facebook page a, a brief breakdown of it, and it was unbelievable. Um, just things. It's it's a literally a, a handgun control incorporated wish list. Uh, does everything but take away the rights completely. Um, and now, you know, it's it's just absolutely, you know, the thing that gets me, like I said earlier, is with the 1918 uh, Spanish flu. I mean, with millions of deaths worldwide, we didn't see the economy shut down. None of these things that we've seen since then, which are worse than the coronavirus, never caused the government to shut down or the, the economy to shut down. So what's going on now? And it's just they've finally gotten to the point where the people are stupid enough to go along with all this crap. And now they figure is the time to, you know, in in the U.S., they want to get rid of Trump. And worldwide, it's Soros and company wanting to destroy the economy and bring in the world government. And um, we're just, you know, being wrapped up in it. And people are, you know, these same people now, they'll be the ones whining and crying when they're under full-blown, you know, socialism in no time at all. But... Uh, uh, well, they say you can walk into socialism. The problem is you have to fight your way out. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we are, we're seeing it happen. And these people are willingly jumping right in. You know, the the frogs are being boiled. You know, it's just about dinner time. You know, and they're turning up the heat. 
And the trouble is, is most of these idiots are sitting in the thing just enjoying the warm water, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's it's bad news. But, um, you know, the whole thing, the key bono situation, who benefits is a big part of it. And that's what you have to look at when you're looking at the news. You know, the news does it for ratings. They do it to get rid of Trump and all that kind of stuff. Of course, Big Pharma is going to win big on it. And then you look at the citizen journalists that are out there. They got nothing to gain and everything to lose because all they're doing is just trying to put out the truth and people are attacking them crazily over it. You're nuts. This is real. You know? And they're typical, just like you know, vaccine people. Yeah, vaccines are safe and effective. Don't ask me to show you why or how. <laughs> it just is because that's what the big boys say. You know, and we're we're being suckered hugely. And you know, I'm sorry to say, the vast majority of the generally dumb public is just swallowing it hook, line, and sinker. The question is. You know, I, I was all hopeful that I could get my sailboat and just get out of Dodge. <laughs> but now there's no place to go. All the countries are locked down. So once you're out there on the water, you better be able to survive indefinitely because you can't go ashore anywhere. Uh, it's nuts. But, uh, and I know I've seen people that are in that situation where they're, you know, literally sailing around the world and... If, if they're on their boats, they can't go anywhere. They can't stop for provisions or anything. They're just stuck, and they can't get home even. So it's it's really rough on people that are trying to do even that kind of thing. Uh, and that's the best form of quarantine yet. You know, you think somebody's been out on the water for three months. Uh, you know, you come to shore. No, you can't come in because you have to quarantine for 14 days. What do you mean I've been quarantined for three months? There's nothing out there but water and me. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, it's it's really going to get crazy. You know, just wait. I have a question, that. guys. Yeah, go ahead. This is something that's troubled me for years, and I'm I'm not into partisan politics. But one of the things I've always wondered is when the Republicans have had complete control, including the presidency and both houses of the uh, Congress. Why haven't they written legislation to rescind all of these obnoxious laws and stuff that have been passed by the <laughs> Democratic administration before that? My, my take on yeah, it is we're on the railroad track. The Republicans are going 50 miles an hour towards the cliff. The Democrats are going 100 miles toward an hour towards the cliff. But they're both heading in the same direction. The Republicans are just doing it slower. I think that's really why it hasn't happened. Um, I think if Trump had both houses, he might actually try and do some of that. He's rolled back a lot of government regulations already. Um, his heart's in the right place. He just doesn't have good advisors and still a, a situation where he can do the stuff, uh, you know, with, he can do as much as he can administratively. But when it comes to the legislation, that's still an issue because, of course, we've got the Democrat-controlled House. But, yeah, when uh, when Bush was in office, at least part of his administration, he had both houses. And still, you know, we got some of the worst usurpations of our right through, rights through the uh, Patriot Act. And uh, they're not about to. You know, real politicians like, like what we've had for the last hundred years um, are not about giving rights back to the people. I think Trump wants to. I don't know how successful he's going to be just because of all the you know, people he's got to battle to do it. Um, I honestly think his heart's in the right place. It's just he's, you know, he's got his hands tied. But I agree that, you know, the Republicans are, they're not our friends. You know, I was, I, I haven't voted for a Republican for president for the last, you know, 15 years until Trump came along. I did vote for him. But I was always voting well, for like the Constitution Party and people like that. Yeah. There was Robert, something in 2016 that? That, that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say in 2016, Trump said something in Detroit that uh, precluded me from ever voting for him or trusting him. And that's when he said on the campaign trail that I am honored and privileged 
to be the nominee of the party of Abraham Lincoln, and I intend to bring the policies of Abraham Lincoln and his ideals back to the government of the United States. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but I understand why you wouldn't vote for him because of it. <laughs> you know, that's that's one of the things that really, you know, the, the victors write the history, and uh, everybody that's believing that Abe Lincoln was, was anything good is just they programmed and i honestly believe trump is in that boat too he thinks it's all good because he hasn't researched it um i think if somebody actually gave him a good education he'd probably change that but um you know. i don't <laughs> i don't know i still honestly believe the guy means well uh, he's got a lot of learning to do there's no question you know there's a lot of stuff he does like supporting 5g that i am dead set against um and, you know, he, he was, uh, for a while, he was, you know, in favor of red flag laws. And I said, you got to be kidding me. And luckily, there was, I think, some people finally got to him about that stuff. But, you know, the problem is, is he's being deluged with so many different things. Everybody wants something different. And trying to keep up with all of it and make the right decisions in every single case, that's an impossibility. Especially when, you know, he's a product of the same imperfect you know, public fool system than the rest of us are, unfortunately, or many of us. And I didn't learn any history until I got out of school. <laughs> and that's, you know, because they just weren't, even back when I was in school in the 60s and 70s, um, they weren't teaching the truth then either. Um, and it wasn't until afterwards that I really got into it and started finding out what was going on. But yeah, I agree. You know, you Abe Lincoln was. I'm sorry. Have you uh, ever heard of Robert L. Dabney? That name sounds no. vaguely familiar, but I can't figure out why. No. Refre you know, go ahead. Robert L. Dabney was a uh, Presbyterian minister uh, in the 1860s, and he at one time was the chaplain for Stonewall Jackson and was the uh, ended up being the basically the chaplain for the Confederate Army. And... Uh, after the uh, war was over, uh, and I would highly recommend go uh, read some of his sermons. They are just absolutely fantastic. But after the uh, war was over, he wrote a very poignant letter, which is almost impossible to find anymore, and I wonder why. But he wrote a very poignant letter to Oliver O. Howard, who was head of the Freedman's Bureau, and he said, now that the slaves have been freed, it is your obligation to make sure that they are taken care of as well as they were taken care of in the South. And so far, you're failing miserably at that task. But at the tail end of that uh, uh, letter, he described the difference between Republicans and Democrats, and it's still true today. Democrats push all forms of socialism, and three years later, the Republicans come along and ratify it. <laughs> I thought it was the smell. Man, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. Yeah, let me, uh, go ahead, Robert. I'm, well, go ahead and finish up, and I've got a different subject to, to jump on, so go ahead and finish up, James. Oh, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just oh, okay. you guys. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, let me let me take the conversation in a different direction, if I may, Professor Gaddy. Uh, I am sure in your uh, vast and voluminous studies, you are familiar with the subject of Harper's Ferry. Harper's Very Ferry. Much so. mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a movie coming out of Hollywood in the coming months, or maybe it won't come out since the theaters are closed. But I, I saw a, a little blurb about it. Uh, it's got something to do with uh, a bunch of abolitionists at uh, Harper's Ferry, and I guess this was a John Brown deal. And I'm sure it's going to make the abolitionists look like uh, angels and everybody else look like pieces of filth, which makes me not want to see it. And I don't want, probably don't want to see it any damn way. But give, give us a little um, tutorial, if you will, on Harper's Ferry and something that's closer to the truth than Hollywood would ever think about doing. Well, the first thing that I will point out that I think of when I think of Harper's Ferry is the first person killed by John Brown at Harper's Ferry was a free black man who worked for the railroad. 
and he stood up to John Brown's forces, and one of John Brown's followers shot him in the back and killed him. So uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how we take that abolitionist uh, to where your first um, your first uh, object is to kill a free black man who is employed by the railroad. Uh, but the what happened was is that uh, the good friend John Brown was financed by five very powerful uh, forces in the North. Well, maybe it was seven. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, he was gotten all of his money to come south, and they were to arm and equip blacks to raid uh, the white plantations and to kill kill the white people, as John Brown had previously done in Kansas. And uh, so they had financed it. After John Brown was caught, tried, and hanged, uh, they uh, did everything in their world to cover up their financing of that. I'm sure that will never make it into the movie. Uh, in that respect, uh, it was uh, basically he wanted to take over the arms manufacturer, uh, which was at Harper's Ferry. He wanted to take that over and, and use those arms to arm and uh, blacks in their revolt against the whites in the South. Uh, and that is basically the crux of it, Robert. Are there any particulars you'd like to know about? So John Brown really wasn't much better than uh, any of the plantation owners that he supposedly fought against. And he was pretty much in the same boat, just uh, wore sheep's clothing, if you will. Well, very much so. I I don't I didn't hear a lot. Of course, in any time you have a group of people, you're going to have people of different dispositions. You're going to have good people. You're going to have bad people. Uh, I firmly do not believe that the majority of people, and I think the records indicate that, and I don't know if you've ever read or heard of, they were collected after the war, and they're called the Slave Chronicles. And a lot of them were in the University of South Carolina at Columbia, where I read from uh, quite a few of them, uh, maybe 40, 50 years ago. But I read from these actual Slave Chronicles. And basically, uh, you know, they weren't terribly mistreated in the majority of instances. Yes, there were some that were just absolutely. But you've you've got crazy. You've got people who beat their wives and, and rape their children today. Yeah, you so you can't you can't take that factor out or you can't put that factor in and say everybody was like that. There was a recent yeah. study and I say recent within the past 10 years. There was a study done at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore on what the today's cost of a slave would have been in 1858 to 1860. And basically a top field hand in 1858 to 1860 was $20,000 U.S. in today's economy. Wow. So I, I don't see that very many people went out and purchased people to mistreat them. Now, yes, it did happen. And, and, to, and, and let me preclude all of that by saying that that slavery is the most immoral thing that man's ever involved himself in, in many instances. But we have to take history as it was and look at it through the window of the day that it was. And that, I think, if you get a chance to look at the wonderful point made by Robert L. Dabney, Robert Louis Dabney, if you get to read that letter, and Robert, if you don't have Jim, if you don't have it, I'll get that letter to you because it's almost impossible to find on I the internet, it. and for I good reason. It online, but I don't know if we'll find that letter. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, send it. I'd love to see it. And if you've ever read uh, Michael the the Convention of Nat Turner, I'm sure you have. He pretty much said what you oh, just yes. said. Not all slave owners were the same. Some were very good, and some were very bad, and some were in the middle. But he he made that point in that book that you just illuminated on. Right. And uh, of course, we know Nat Turner, but also something else I have, Jim, that I w and uh, Robert, that I would love to pass along to you guys is some other actual uh, dialogue that came after the war. And Dabney was saying, and I think uh, eloquently so, when he said, look, the black, the black in the South, in many instances on these plantations, has been food, has had food, has 
had clothing. They have had, and the black minister in the South, I've got his full recount during the prior to and during the war. Now, he was actually moved from, from white family to white family and actually preached in their churches. This was how highly he was regarded as a minister. And so, and after the war, it was the same way. He was brought from North Carolina to Virginia and back and forth to churches because they wanted to hear this man preach. Wow. So, and, and skin color didn't matter. And he made the same, the same statement was that, and this is what Robert L. Dabney said. Look, you've, you're taking 500,000 blacks, which was basically more in the neighborhood of 3 million. But he says you're taking these people out of a protected environment and you're putting them out where they have, A, only one skill in most instances, and they have, you're taking their, you've taken their food sustenance away from them, you've taken their clothing away from them, and you've taken their housing away from them. All right, Mr. Freedman's Bureau, how are you going to deal with this? Yeah, taking people that don't want to swim and throwing them in the deep end of the pool. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. Um, Samuel has called in. I want so, to see if he had I don't anything think he wanted to add in. Yeah, so, Jim, uh, um, thank you for the I'm sorry, Jim. Shows. I, I really appreciate them. Does the, does the guest have a website um, for his information? <laughs> Let her rip, Michael. Give him out. <laughs> uh, www.rebelmadman.com You're a madman. <laughs> And if you go to my website, uh, Samuel, go to yourdiyhealth.com and click the links tab. And I have uh, both of his sites uh, bookmarked or, or set there at the bottom of the page. Um, you have Rebel okay. Madman and also the new one that you are doing collaboratively with um, uh, uh, Daryl. Um, what's that one again? Is embracing, embracing the Obvious, is that it? EmbracingTheObvious.com. Yeah, and isn't uh, that obvious? <laughs> so yeah, those the, the there's links for both of those on my uh, links page, so that way you can get them easy enough. Uh, okay, thank you. I, I don't want to interrupt. Carry on, gentlemen. Okay. All right. Thanks, thank Samuel. Thank you. Uh, save me from having to remember to ask him. <laughs> Do you remember two years, Robert? Uh, a few years ago, you're the one who called me a madman on Roger's show. <laughs> who was that? Which probably explains why you're no longer on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but, you know, be that as it may, you know, sometimes it takes a madman to shake things up a little bit. And uh, we, need, we need more madmen like, uh, like Michael. I'll tell you what, we somebody do. that really knows history and... Uh, isn't afraid to talk about it <laughs> that's yeah. what we need right now and set people straight yeah. because you know what they have from the public fool system is just not getting it done uh it's it's doing its job the way the uh, it's on, behind the scenes is intended it's dumbed down everybody that's ever been through it and uh pretty much that's why pretty much. Uh, we have these idiots going around cutting trees down across people's driveways and that kind of thing and uh, it's oh, getting weird getting weird you know you can't buy books and seeds in vermont <laughs> man oh i'll tell you what you know and um i think it's uh germany's got having a shortage of condoms <laughs> so you know what they're doing over there during the time they're locked up <laughs> yeah well one good thing maybe that the school will be shut down and some parents will see what their children are being taught as if they weren't thinking about before and maybe that can straighten them up I'm just hoping that the kids are home because the schools are closed. The parents are going to start teaching them some real history and getting the Bible back in school and things like that. There you go. There you go. Uh, you know, it, it could have some, uh, there could be a silver lining to this cloud. Um, remains yet to be seen how the mentality of the public deals with it. But hopefully we'll see something good, not just all bad. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, definitely in fear for the uh, the economy and what it's going to do not just to this country but to the whole world because of these people trying yeah. to exercise their own power and you know aggrandizement uh, yep. it's getting weirder so like the chinese say may you always live in interesting times 
<laughs> I don't think there's been a time in history where it was more interesting, really. Yep. It's yeah. real interesting now. <laughs> well, we're down to about nine minutes to go. Did so. I tell you guys about the movie script I'm reading? You're kind of breaking up a little bit, Michael. I'm sorry. Did I tell you guys about the movie script I'm writing? No. 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 Well, I'm writing this movie script, and it's probably not going to sell very well, but I'm writing this movie script about a group of crooked bankers and politicians who have basically stolen the money and property of almost everyone on the planet. And so to cover up their crimes, they create a bioweapon in a laboratory to shut everybody down. Oh, and this is uh, supposed to be fictitious? <laughs> okay, Michael Crichton. <laughs> you, it's just, you know, you're basically describing what's happening today, that's for sure. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm glad somebody's well, I, I told writing you it all wouldn't down. Sell. I'm sorry, go ahead. It wouldn't sell to the masses, but I'd definitely be interested in seeing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things you're going to have to self-produce, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah. Now, if you'd have come out with it a year ago, they may have bought it because they always have to give you an idea what they're going to do before they do it. So just yeah. a day late yeah. and a dollar short. <laughs> yeah, like the Andromeda strain or Outbreak or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, what was Koontz's book? Oh, A Day of Darkness or In the Darkness? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hmm. And he has since denied any free dipping uh, free, uh, of any of that stuff, even though the word coronavirus absolutely appeared in that book, which was published in the early 1980s. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right now, he would have to. He would have to deny anything that was there if he expects to avoid Arkansas. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I wish Rod Serling was still alive, man. I'll tell you what, he would have so much material for his Twilight Zone. It would be unbelievable. <laughs> he would. He would. Man. Trouble is, is yep. the Twilight Zone was true fiction back then, but, you know, compared to what we have today, <laughs> I mean, his imagination wasn't good enough to describe reality now. Uh, the stuff we got going on here, I don't think he would have ever dreamed of. You can't make this stuff up. But hell, you don't have to. <laughs> stranger than fiction. Yeah. So we're down to about six minutes. Um, what else you got going, Mike? <laughs> Enlighten us. Hit us with some good stuff. <laughs> well, I've been doing a series. Uh, Robert, I hope you've been getting your emails. Yes. Uh, I've been doing a series on uh, the wave of deception that was the Constitutional Convention of 1787. Ooh, that reminds me. I don't. I don't remember. I don't think we've talked about this yet. But there's a, a new push going on for now. They call it the Convention of States. And I've got a buddy uh oh used to go to church with me and he's big pushing for this he's tired of all you know nothing else is working we've got to have a convention of states and they seem to think that they're going to be able to limit it to a few things like balanced budget and term limits and junk like that and i keep trying to tell them yeah they thought the same thing back in the 1700s and look what we got and back then yeah. you had some people yeah. that were actually halfway decent you know who were the delegates going to be this time around and what kind of monstrosity are they going to come up with? I think a convention of states or constitutional convention, whatever you want to call it, I like the term con-con because that's what it is. They're going to get double-conned. Um, what do you have to say about that, Mike? Well, I don't think there's any doubt of it. And uh, here, if we look at basic, again, let's do logic instead of emotion. All of the delegates who showed up in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia in May of 1787, May and June, all of them who showed up broke the authority and violated the authority they were given by their respective state. They were given a they were given a set of rules to go by, and when they got there, the first day they were there, they threw those rules out the window and had a convention of their own choosing. Now, 
if anybody's going to tell me the same thing would happen today, it's impossible. And for those who really believe in, in this Constitution con-con uh, thing, I would ask you to look and find out who you're supporting. Who is pushing for the con-con? I believe his name is George Soros. And if you are pushing a con-con, you're in league with Soros. Soros went out and hired two Marxist professors, uh, Tri Lawrence Tribe and, and, and Cass Sunstein, to write a book called Constitution 2020. Now, if you want to really get shocked, read that. And if you think that this constitutional convention being pushed in the happenstance of a book called uh, Constitution 2020 being brought up, if you think that happens to be a happenstance, well, uh, you know, whatever. Ain't nothing happenstance. No. That's what FDR said. Yep, nothing happens in government by mistake or by accident. <clears throat> nothing happens in a vacuum. Hey, look, Arkansas is one of the few states that's not on shutdown, correct? Say that again, Robert. Uh, Arkansas, you guys are not on shutdown, correct? That is correct. We are not on shutdown. I, I went to Mena yesterday. And see the CIA flying drugs? in drugs? <laughs> You know, I saw a thing on well, Fox yesterday where they're, they're activating all the military vessels to cruise up and down the East Coast and everything because they think the drug cartels are going to try and slip in a bunch of stuff while we're so worried about the virus. That's a good grief. Well, the government wants the drug trade. There's no problem there. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the, the point is, gentlemen, at some point in time, I would really like to talk with you guys, if you would like to do it, Jim, was a few years ago here. I met the sheriff, the former sheriff of Polk County, which was Mina, and I met him and sat and talked with him for quite some time, and he gave me probably the best insight into what was going on in Mina back then as anybody. And I give the man all the credit in the world because when all of this was going on, he went in and resigned his position as sheriff, and he said, I am not going to put a redneck in prison for marijuana, for having a bag of marijuana when we've got people here in this county that are making millions of dollars in big-time drugs. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, he said, I can't touch him, so I, I, he resigned as sheriff. That's yeah, somebody, I agree. I agree. It's a yeah, shame. Well, we know. definitely want to talk about that. Yeah. Definitely. You know, let's see if we can't maybe squeeze that in next week. <laughs> uh, Did he talk about Terry Reed? Because I think Terry Reed wrote a really good book about that uh, Mina deal. He did. Uh, we went into quite a bit of detail. And for those folks who would like a background on this, there is a book called Boys on the Tracks. Yeah. And you will see the complicity of the Clintons, not only the Clintons, but the Bushes and the federal government and everything that was happening in Mina, Arkansas. Yep. 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 Yeah, and when yep. when the government's running most the ninety nine percent of the drugs, you know what kind of war on drugs are you going to have? Really, it's just insane. It you know. The that's solution why. was the problem. Here's a question, guys. Here's a question: Who was the U.S. attorney who refused to investigate what was going on in Mena? You talking about Reno? That would have been. I think it was before her. You talking about the attorney general or the actual U.S. attorney's office? U.S. attorney in Fort Smith, Arkansas, who refused after 400 and some complaints, refused to investigate Mina. Who was that? Oh, uh, state attorney general. Um, it, oh, that wasn't, um, oh, gosh dang it. Uh, uh, Are they in Congress you now? <laughs> you got me. Well, uh, he's now the governor of Arkansas. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, give me a name. Well, guess what? Uh, I, I won't give you his name, but his initials are Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I really appreciate you guys being here, but we are out of time. 
So uh, everybody take care, have a wonderful day, and uh, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We'll see you all on Monday. Take care and God bless.